myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe Morning, welcome to NUFC Matters uh, with me, Steve Wraith. Big welcome to John Gibson today. How are you, John? I'm good, my friend. I'm good. Uh, all the better for the Wolves results, Steve. Oh, definitely, mate. Definitely. And slightly different week this week because of um, just things getting thrown all over the place and, and different different shows being done at different days. So nice to be able to have a chat with you on your own today. And um, let's look back at the Wolves game first, mate. I mean, really, um, we knew it would be tight. Um, yeah. You know, but there was you know a few predictions were actually from people on the show expecting you know six goal thrillers, five goal thrillers, and what have you. But it was it was a really tight game, John. I I mean it doesn't happen with them. It's normally one one, isn't it? Every yeah. Wolves game in the past has been one one, and it one nil. I was a bit worried that it might be yet another one one. Uh, it was a tight game. To be truthful, Steve, first and foremost, Newcastle deserved to win. That's the most important thing. A, they did win, and B, they deserved to win. But Wolves were awful. I mean, I, Wolves were a disgrace, really. To, to be a, a side that was going for the top seven, that was going for the Europa League, to show so little ambition as, as they did, they just wanted a one a nil-nil. They just came here to sit back and frustrate us. And, you know... Jamie Callagher said before the game, uh, he was asked the question, what should Newcastle aim for? You know, we're going to be safe. We're building blocks in there. What should we aim for? And he said, well, they should aim next season to be like Wolves are now. Well, on that display, I don't want to be like Wolves next season because they were well organised, Steve, but they, were, they certainly weren't entertainers. They didn't thrill you in any way. I mean, if I'm truthful, and I had to see a comparison, because we're right about uh, stepping stones, you're not going to go from fighting relegation to, to looking like you're going to be the next season pushing for the Champions League. That ain't going to happen. And if you look at stepping stones, the sort of club that we could look at and say that's the next spot is the next team will play Leicester, to be truthful, because in recent times, they've unbelievably won the Premier League Championship and the FA Cup. So, and they're a similar size to Wolves. But um, we deserved what we got there. And I honestly think that we're now safe. Mathematically, no. If you want to do your sums, you're not safe because until it's physically impossible to be caught, that's it. But in the real world, do you see Watford or Norwich or even Burnley for that matter going on the sort of nine-match unbeaten run we've just had and the need to do that to overtake Newcastle. And at the same time, we've got to regularly drop points. And our next three games are uh, Leicester, Palace, both at home and Norwich away. We'll get points there. So I don't think we're in any danger of going down. And that is a massive relief because if you look at the start of the season, mate, when we had... Uh, Batman and Robin in charge with uh, with Ashley and uh, Bruce. It took us 15 games to to get out of that mess and get our first win. 16, if you take the League Cup. And we were knocking bets for 
relegation. If you even think at the beginning of the year, because of the drost in the attitude and the lack of morale that were left by those two, we got knocked out at home to um, Cambridge from the third flight uh, in the FA Cup when we were second bottom of the league. We looked odds on to go down. No side had, had uh, beaten the drop after such a horrendous start. And look at us now. So the amount of uh, progress that's been made in such a short space of time under Eddie Howe, under the new owners, under the coaching staff, uh, under the new signings from January. And let's also praise Steve, the old guys that were already here, the old boys, because they've responded to the challenge set down by Howe magnificently. Who was your man of the match on Friday? <sighs> Great question. Bruno, for me. Um, I just think he's a different class, you know. Uh, he is uh, much, much better than what it says on the tin. What it says on the tin is that he's a defensive midfield player. And sure, for a Brazilian, it's lovely to see. He'll get his body in between man and ball. He's strong. He'll hold players off. He's not afraid to bite in the tackle, but also he's comfortable on the ball. He wants to be on the ball. He gets his head up, looks up, and pings it around. He is class. And the incredible thing is, Steve, because of circumstances, this guy's only been a big player so far. That was his home debut. He came to us in January, and his home debut was the first week in April. So, you know... We we have been saying that the midfield of Joe Linton, Willick, and um, Shelby has been so good that this guy can't get in. Then he's gone to the other side of the world and come back and they said he's tired, etc., etc. For me now, the question is which two gets in with Bruno? Not whether Bruno can get in against those three. Bruno's got to be the first one on the... He's loved by the fans. He is our future. He is a glimpse of what we hope to become next season. And I think he's terrific. For me, for me, Steve, he's the real deal. And St. Maximum is the deal would, who would like to be the real deal. Funny, I was going to come to, uh, come to St. Maximum next. I mean, obviously, the, you know, we've, we've spoken about him many times on the show before. Um, yeah. He does split fans' opinions. Um, you know, some people feel that uh, we should, you know, we should sell them in the summer. Um, and, and we we did a, a live talk in yesterday, uh, yesterday with Superbach and Holly at the uh, Marlborough Social Club. And it was one of the topics of conversation, wasn't it? And yeah. you, you brought up a story about Alan Suddick, which um, I've, yes. I've spoken to a few ex, uh, a few Newcastle fans who are of the same kind of era, um, you know, from from that era. And they, they, they remember that very well, you know. And um, yeah, just, yeah. just tell, the, tell the viewers about it. Yeah, the interesting thing, it's a huge debate, and I can thoroughly understand it, Steve, is do you build a side around San Maximum, or do you say, look, if we are going to make real progress, we sell him? And the comparison I made, because if you're old enough and you've been around long enough, you've seen everything before, because what goes wrong comes wrong. And way back in the day, Newcastle's most entertaining player was Alan Surick. He had all the tricks, all the flicks, and on a good day was nothing short of sensational. He was an absolute crowd pleaser. Joe Harvey had taken over the team and we were in danger of relegation. Like we've been this season. Joe Harvey looked at the situation and decided 
that if we were going to progress, you would have to sacrifice his best player, who was Surik. He sold Surik. He bought three players with the money raised from Surik's sale. He bought three players, and Newcastle survived and stayed up that season. Never had a relegation under Joe Harvey. Never come close to it after that. But within two years of that, Steve, he had built the side that won the European First Cup. So he had justified sacrificing a, who was a wonderful player, Alan Sudik. So easy on the eye. Had a great career at Blackpool, who were a good team then, after he left. But Joe Harvey jettisoned Sudik to get Newcastle going forward. And he proved his point by winning a European trophy within a couple of years of doing that. Now, it may well be that for Newcastle to make similar progress, Maxi might have to be sacrificed. Certainly, if they could get 50 million, Steve, which has been talked about in the paper, goodness gracious me, you would pay the taxi fare, wouldn't you? It, it 50, million, 50 million, dear, oh dear, oh dear. I mean, it's frustrating, and I'm so disappointed with Maxi because I've got to admit, when he first came, and I was sitting in the in the Brucey days, when I would draw the uh, pull my teeth out with a pair of pliers than watch Newcastle play, it would have been more exciting. The only person that got me off my seat was a maximum. And he is still capable of doing that. When he picks up the ball and runs directly defence, you go, <sighs> because you get the excitement. What's going to happen next? But I watched him in particular against Wolves because we're in the centre of this debate. And he did get everybody, including me, lifting a little bit when he got the ball. But the end product, the final pass or the shot was woeful. And, and it happens with with Maxi, and it's happening a lot at the moment. And one thing's for certain, Steve, if he comes on the market, and I know Eddie Howes said, no, he's got a future at Newcastle, etc., etc. Eddie's got to say that at this stage, there's eight matches left to the end of the season. We've got to finish off the relegation thing mathematically. It's no good saying one of your top players, I'm going to sell him in the summer. Which manager would be mad enough to say that? Uh, I'm not saying he is going to sell him, but he wouldn't say anything else at this moment. And, you know, you look at, at Maxi and you think, where would he go? He wouldn't go to a Champions League club because he wouldn't get the opportunity. Do you think Manchester City would try to buy him or Liverpool would try to buy him? The sort of club that would go from something like Aston Villa, Steve, where they would think, this fellow's an entertainer, our crowd need to be entertained, they like him. You can see him flitting in there. Um, but he wouldn't go to one of the established elite. You couldn't see him going in uh, Liverpool's front three or Manchester City's front three straight off. Would, Grealish wasn't able to do that when he come for a for hundred million. Uh, that wouldn't happen. And yet, bless him, he's got so much uh, faith in his own ability, he, he, he talks about winning the Ballon d'Or. Well, I think uh, <laughs> I think two balloons and a goldfish is more than he's going to win at the moment. Uh, but but uh, that's it. I mean, I'm being a bit harsh on him just because he frustrates me. Chris Wood doesn't frustrate me because Chris Wood plays to the best of his ability. Uh, you feel with Saint Maximum, 
that there is something else there if he could get his head screwed on. And it's going to be a great debate. And his future is going to be decided by what he does in the next eight games. Yeah, you've mentioned Chris Wood, so let's talk about him. Uh, great to see him get a goal on Friday night. I mean, he had one chalked off uh, for an offside, which, of course, you know, was correctly um, ruled out by VAR. But, you know, the... the you know the, the fact that he was willing to step up pick the ball up and take that penalty um tells you a lot about the kid's character and I, and I know I know that he's not a 20 goal striker I know that we feel you know a lot of people feel that the, the you know the money that we spent on him was a little bit too much um but you know I'm, I'm pleased to say that you know my faith in him and the fact that I always felt that he would be vital in this running and that he would get a couple of goals which would be vital match winners uh, to help us get away from the relegation zone it's, it's proved to be true and you know it, showed, it, it told you a lot about his character I think on Friday night he was a match winner he showed, he showed a lot of bottles, Steve. There's absolutely no question about that because when you've been through the one he's been through, when you're saying for a club where, they, where it's completely built on number nine legends, we talk about number nine legends. Everybody from way back with Huey Gallagher through Jackie Milburn, through Supermac and Alan Shearer. This is a club of number nine legends. When you sign for a club like that and you score one goal in your first 10 games and you've never notched at home in front of the faithful, the pressure is on you. There's no question whatsoever about that. You saw his elation when he scored the goal that was wiped out by VAR. And, and incidentally, what a shame it was wiped out because what a build-up with Bruno. Lovely, lovely back heel from Almiron. And Woods lying on the deck as it happens when the ball come across and still managed to swivel and, and shove it in. And he wasn't the guy offside, so he was very unlucky when that didn't happen. He won the penalty in the way every good centre-forward should win the penalty. When the ball slipped through, you think you go to the keeper, come on. You come to me and I'll either score or it'll be a penalty because I'll be over the top. And it was completely legit, etc., etc. He invited him in like a matador would with a cape and then went, Ole, I've got a penalty. To have the guts to take that penalty when you're, you, you're on the sort of run that he's been on goal-wise was massive and it won the game for us and I was delighted for him. Uh, I still think long-term, uh, Steve, that if we are going to go somewhere, he's going to be sitting on the bench rather than be the centre-forward because we've got a massive problem up top um, simply because Wood, harsh as it may be, doesn't score enough goals. Callum Wilson isn't fit often enough. And Dwight Gale, I've seen more of, uh, if, if Lord looking on Shergar with a dodo walking down Northumberland Street. Now, I don't know what's happened with him, but he, he's yesterday's news big time. Um, so he's got to be sold in the summer. Wilson will stay and Wood will stay, but you can't rely on them for a particular reason. We've got to go out and buy a striker that'll score goals if we are going to continue to make progress and that is not to say that Wilson and Wood won't have something to contribute next season but there mustn't be the number one man yeah I, I think you're right mate I think you're right and I think there's going to be some big changes uh, coming in the summer interesting question here from John Askew he says morning everyone John could Bruno prove to be Miguel Miron's footballing saviour on Tainzai he said there were glimpses on Friday 
of the two connecting nicely. And I mean, there was that offside goal was a lovely back heel from oh. Mickey. Um, they were on the same wavelength. Is, is, is there a potential there for those two link up? That's what John's asking. Uh, it's a good question, actually. And uh, if I was Al Mirren, I'd be begging for that to be so. I mean, I had a trek twice. I don't know about you, Steve, but I saw that back heel. And I had a trek twice. It was Al Mirren, bless him. They did that because that, that should be, that's a Brazilian touch, isn't it? You know, it, what he did. It was wonderful. And that's why it was so sad that the goal was, was choked off. Um, Al Mirren so willing. I mean, he, he is such a willing guy. Uh, there is, you know, a thing to be said that don't leave the doors open at the uh, at the Gallagher end when we're attacking down there because he would run straight out the back of the doors and down into Northumberland Street because uh, that's what he's all about. He's quick, he's quick, he's quick, but he's willing. His agent is flying in. His agent, who, quite frankly, I think Miggy needs like a hole in the head. Because remember, in the past couple of seasons, Steve, he's always stirred things up, like like saying, "Oh, he's wanted by this club, that club, the other club. He's not certain if he's going to stay, etc., etc." I don't think that publicly he does him any favors, but he's in to talk to Eddie Howe and perhaps Amanda about what Miggy's future is. And quite frankly, if I was out, I would say Miggy's future will be decided by Miggy over the next eight games, uh, not now, but. He could. I mean, Bruno is capable of saving a lot of careers at St. James's Park. He's capable of making Shelby look like a proper all-round player. He's capable of sustaining the new form of his big mate, fellow Brazilian, Joe Linton. Um, he's capable of doing things for Almeida, or certainly the two white men. He will be infectious and has the ability to, to have a dip at everybody. There's a lot of big decisions going to have to be made in the summer and uh, some Maximum and Almiran, who are two of our biggest uh, signings of recent times, are two of the major decisions that's got to be made. Yeah, I would agree, mate, as well. Interesting question, that, John. So thanks for uh, chipping mm -hmm. in. Peter Robson says, uh, Morning, chaps. Realistically, I think we're safe, but looking forward... What do you see as a realistic goal for next season, John? Uh, great question. Great question. How ambitious can we be? Well, we've certainly got to look at being between 10 and 7. Uh, and if we get as good a summer in the transfer market as we had in January, because I thought we had a terrific January in the transfer market, when you think of Trippier, when you think of Byrne, when you think of Bruno, I mean, they've been absolutely outstanding signings. If we have a good summer, then we can flirt very closely with seven, which would be a massive step forward uh, from what we've had this year. We've got to start off well at the beginning of the season and banish any thoughts of why I've got a stiff neck, you know, through looking backwards to see how close we are to the bottom of the table for the last 14 years. It would be nice to look upwards, Steve, wouldn't it? And and that is hopefully what we'll do next year. I think we've got to look to finish between 10 and 7 next season and have a good run in the Cup. And I'm sick of saying good runs. What I'm actually saying is have a real dip to try to win the League Cup or the FA Cup because they are possible. And we have never 
had a real go at those two competitions. When I look back, Steve, you know what's what staggers me? When I look back and, and think we haven't won a trophy since 1969 in, in Europe, in 55 domestically with the FA Cup, I look back and think, how on earth did we not win one of the domestic trophies under either Kevin Keegan or Bobby Robson? You know, when you think about it, the, the sides that they put together that finished second top of the uh, Premier League under KK and third top under Bobby Robson, we ought to have won one of the domestic trophies without a shadow of doubt. And I think we've got to target one of those, not to have a run in it, because quite frankly, a run in it's pointless. Yeah, to try uh, to win. John, um, I think we, you know, we, we're, we're accentuating the positives, I think, on here because, you know, yesterday's results, does it mean that survival is still an issue, says John? You know, it, it, it is tight. I mean, we if we can beat Leicester next weekend, you know, we go level on points with them and they're ninth. Um, yeah. I, I think I think we've come to the mindset of looking up, not down. And I think, you know, John John mentioned it at the start of the programme. The next, you know, the next three fixtures Newcastle have are all, uh, you know, games which Newcastle really could could get something out of. So um, I think we're looking up, not down. John is is the is the honest answer to that. Um, John also says he's been lucky uh, to be a fan for nearly fifty years, and in that time we've achieved at least one double every season. Could this be the first season a double doesn't happen? I don't know. I'm not statistically aware of um, of that, like, but um, I'm sure a stat on a Friday would be able to find out. But be I, was, I wasn't, Steve, but, uh, you know, I wasn't. That's one of the stats that I haven't been looking at, but it's a very, very good point. And you know why it is possible? Because, as I just said, at the beginning of the season, it took us 15 matches to win our first Premier League game. So you've got to think that that's wiped out sort of almost half a season to be able to do the double thinking off the top of my head and i can't think um of anything in great detail at the moment but the obvious one jumps out to me is that when we did beat that record of all those games without a win we did it against burnley so if we win at burnley on the last day there's a double yeah, exactly. I think somebody's just made that point in the uh, chat as well. I think it was John. He's, uh, he's answered his own question, I think. But um, yeah, uh, Blue Rhythm Boys says, interested to see how the mentality is now that we are nearly safe. Should be aiming to finish as high as possible to attract um, more players in the summer. I think the mentality is there for all to see. I think the dressing room photograph again yesterday was, was particularly interesting because Eddie Howe's face in that one was of sheer jubilation. It shows you how important that win was. Uh, some of the other photos people have pointed out was quite... You know, quite straight faced, but it was an important win against uh, does against Wolves. Mark Graham, uh, morning. He says, "Does John think that recruitment in the summer should be based on personality and attitude along with ability?" I think that that is an absolute given. What has happened in the past? You can look at players, and and maybe you would say some maximum. Maybe you would say Adam Ben Arthur. Maybe you would say Lauren Robert. I'm not suggesting. There was anything seriously wrong with those guys but maybe they believed in their some players believe in their ability so much that they don't think they've got a graft or they've con contribute in other ways because my ability will get me through and then that's that's enough i've done my bit of the job but teams are only as good as your attitude you know what's terrific at the moment to see Trippier, even when he's been on crutches, at the away games. Not just in Dubai for the week's jolly, 
but at away games, helping the side, stirring the side, giving them the sort of leadership they need. We want players like that. We want players with the right mental approach. If you look at the Manchester United side under uh, Ferguson, that did so well winning everything, they had two of the finest wingers possible in Giggs and Beckham. Attacking sides, the use of the ball by both of them in a very different way, because Beckham was all about Shelby sort of balls, but happened much more often than Shelby, and Giggs just had everything. But they also worked back, both of them tracked back, a thing you wouldn't find some maximum do. But for all of the biggest names in the country at that time, Giggs and Beckham would run back towards our own goal to get the ball and ends it. And you've got to have the right sort of attitude in the play. And that's the lovely thing that you think Eddie Howe puts so much attention to. You can't see. He has bought, in January, players with a great attitude, hasn't he? Dan Byrne, Trippier. Target, Bruno, and Chris Wood. People with a very, very good attitude. People so good off the field that it, it reflects on the field. You've got to buy those sort, not show ponies. Yeah, exactly, mate. I would uh, I would agree with you on that as well. Great question. Uh, Dean says, uh, morning, lads. I think Almiron would link up better with Bruno if he was playing more central as a number 10 with Murphy on the right and ASM on the left and drop Shelby. That interesting. I like uh, I like people like Dean because uh, it's quite revolutionary. I presume that it also means you've dropped Ryan Fraser, who didn't get a mention there. If you, you play Murphy and you play Almiron as a 10, you take Shelby out. Uh, there's a lot of major decisions got to be made in the summer because as well as getting better players in the team who do you keep to sit on the bench and who do you say i'll take a few quid for that do you take a few quid for some maximum do you take a few quid for Mirren? you certainly sell gail um you know so there's you decide what you're going to do with uh sean longstaff uh because it's not just all about your 11, it's about your bench as well. But there's a lot of major decisions to be taken. And I do believe that in a few cases, that decision hasn't been taken and players can decide for themselves over the next few games whether they've got a future here or not. It also depends, Steve, doesn't it, on who you get in. If you can get quality in, if you get a quality wide man, you might think that somebody outside of Murphy, Fraser... Almiron and San Maximum can go. But if you don't get a quality wide man, you might have to keep a, a couple extra of those. So it depends on how successful you are in the market, who goes up. Yeah, uh, Blue Brother Boy says, Wolves swarmed ASM and yet he still managed to create. That pass he fizzed across the box should have been finished. However, I will say the volley he blazed over was poor, still a class act for me. Vince says, uh, Morning, Stephen John. It was a great show at the Marlborough Social Club yesterday. Also great to meet you all. I thought you were great people, but even better in real life. That's very kind of you, Vince. Nice to meet you, mate. Absolutely so. Absolutely. The one thing just on, on Maxi, and I don't want to sound overcritical because I've been a great, great supporter of him. Because when I needed a shot in the arm during the dark, dark days where I lived down a coal mine under Brucey, 
uh, he gave me the odd shaft of light, which I absolutely adored. But the, the ball he fizzed across the goal that was mentioned by one of our one of our uh, listeners there, he struck it too hard, Steve. It went across like an exocet missile. If if he'd taken a little bit of pace off it, somebody might well have reached it. I mean, having said that, this guy's capable of going against Leicester and producing a bit of magic, and and we win the game, and we'll all be talking about uh, some maximum in the way we're talking about Bruno. The trouble is, I think he does it less and less at the moment. It may well be that he'll be better in a good team. There's no question about that. But will he still be a luxury? It's difficult for players. If you, you talk about Chris Wood, for example, Stephen, you know, for a centre forward, some maximum's a nightmare because he gets the ball, he runs at defenders, and you're just waiting, right, knock it in, and I'm there. So you make your run as a centre forward, then what does a maximum do? He checks out. He checks out and goes back this way. So you've got to stop, readjust, he goes again, you make your run, and the ball doesn't come in this time either. It's very difficult to read uh, a player like Sam Maximum. As uh, Supermac was saying yesterday uh, when we did this show, Steve, at the Malva, and has said to me many, many times, when he played at Arsenal... Supermac, and when he played for England when he was at Newcastle, Alan Ball was behind him. And Ball used to say, "If my, if my, when I get the ball, if the pass doesn't come with my first touch, it'll come with my second. I'll never have a third. So, in other words, look for it on the first. If it doesn't come, check and make your one again, because this time it is coming. Centre forwards need to know. Hebby was capable of doing that with Supermac." Centre forwards need to know, Alan Shearer needed to know all the time when the ball's coming. And Maxi, bless him, is the sort of player, you know, I look, when you look back, I don't know what you feel, Steve, but when I look back on Newcastle United players, I think, Hatton Ben Arthur, what a wonderful talent. And he scored a couple of sensational goals. Can you remember them? Was it yeah. about three-week period? Blackburn in the FA Cup. Yes. I mean, absolutely sensational. Lauren Robert, wonderful. Some of the free kicks, some of the things he did. Uh, but I also remember them and I think, what might you have been? You, you'll be remembered for your little cameos. You, you'll be a sort of... Um, the sort of guy fans remember, but you didn't make the most of your talent. Uh, other players squeeze every inch of that talent out. And uh, you can't get to the end of your career and you must look back and have a, a few what ifs. What if I'd been able to do a bit more? What if I had done a bit more? And um, I don't want Maxi to, to fall into that category where at the end of his career, He's saying to himself, what if? Because if he wants to win the Ballon d'Or, he's also got to play for France. And, and he's got to start winning things here. And to do that, he's got to be consistent. And that's the main thing that's missing from his game, consistency. Yeah, consistency is the key. Uh, there's no doubt about it for uh, for, for ASM. And um, yeah, it's an enigma. He's um, he's a maverick. He's somebody who certainly splits the fans' opinions. And I think you know if we could get the best out of them uh, for the team, oh. then I think genuinely, I think you know it'd be worth keeping a hold of and building the team around. It's a big, big decision that in the summer for Newcastle United. There's oh. no question about that. 
absolutely massive. I mean, you know what you're going to get with Bruno. You know his ability. You know his work rate. You know what you're going to get with Big Dan Burn. You know, if, if size of a frying pan, his heart's the size of a frying pan. He's, he's massive. He looks, he's a lot like Frank Brennan used to be in the great Newcastle side. They won the cup in the 50s regularly. He's got that sort of mentality and that sort of height and in, in, in determination. You know what you're going to get with these guys. You sometimes wonder what you're going to get with with people like Maxi. But, uh, you know, maybe the penny drops. I mean, Joe Linton's got a new uh, lease of life. Uh, Shaw's got a new lease of life. Um, Shelby's got a new lease of life. There is players that the penny has suddenly dropped with. Will it drop with some maximum? Big shout out to our sponsors. As always, Spider Miner gives you worldwide coverage. They are the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time whilst using virtually no energy and it's VPN protected. You can buy yours now at www.miner.spidervpn.org. Thanks also to skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 2545 253. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contact free and pays you go waste collection. Thanks also to LNG Family Funeral Directors 0191 389 7245. And to Garden of Healing Dispensary CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists www.gohd.com. Thanks also to Arcot Interiors based at the bottom of Heaton Road. For all your kitchen necessities, Google the lads at Arcot interiors they will give you a reasonable quote and uh, thanks to qtechshop.co.uk the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in walls and newcastle and the guys who run our website at ufcmatters.com thanks to clickai meet the new game over screen drop into a clear run device near you available on apple store google play and clearrun.games and jab signature jabsignature.co.uk and media arts for all their help on the video side of things if you want to subscribe hit the newcastle legends logo on the bottom right hand corner and you can subscribe for free still seven shows a week and a couple more besides hit the thumb up under the video it's very important uh, which likes the video for us and gains us uh, a little bit more uh, on the algorithm on youtube hit share to share your social media drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded newcastle fans if you want to listen to us as a podcast, we are available on iTunes, Spotify, and all podcast providers. Don't forget, you can become a member as well uh, of NUFC Matters, and uh, you get a scarf, a pen, a cup, and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw. Just put your phone over the QR code uh, or go to nufcmatters.com and look for membership. <clears throat> if you do subscribe, don't forget as well, go to the website. You can get a free car sticker. Uh, John uh, from QTech gave a few of them out yesterday. And uh, don't forget as well, the um, next home game, you can meet Malcolm, uh, Supermac, of course, at Dog and Parrot pre-match and post-match. Malcolm will be there to give his views on the game against Leicester. We support the Food Bank on the show as well. NUFC fans, foodbank.co.uk is the website to go to to make a donation, a virtual donation to the uh, match day bucket, which is operational, 365 
days of the year. And don't forget, Newcastle United's women's team are playing at St James's Park on the 1st of May. Tickets are £3. Uh, and this is the first time that the uh, ladies' team have played at the, at the ground. So uh, well worth going along and giving the uh, ladies' team some support. OK, back to your questions. And uh, Alan's put, uh, my only argument is to buy a player in first. He says, just as good as the SM before we sell him. He says, I've seen this before. Sell and get inferior players. Beardsley, Waddle, Gaza come to mind. Uh, Vince Smith, going back to the Chris Wood uh, conversation, says, I think Wood is the man we need at this time and has given his all for the shirt. Uh, Wood will be a squad player next season, says 2 2020. Uh, how much is that goal worth, Steve and John, if we stay up one point far more than the 25 million? Great point, that, Alan. Uh, and, and, you know, that's that's what I've said. He's, he's coming and done a job. Doug Hall, uh, not the Douglas Hall, though, uh, says, ASM frustrates me like Shelby did before the penny dropped for him. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, John Ball, morning, mate. I will get back to you. I got your message on Facebook, mate, so uh, I will get back to you on that this week. Morning, Stephen John. With talk with Phillips from Leeds, can you see that as a replacement for a current centre midfielder, possibly Shelby? Yeah, Calvin Phillips from Leeds, John. Um, somebody who seems to be linked quite heavily at the moment. Yeah, uh, a good player um, who came out of nowhere. Him in, in Rice with England, if you remember, in tandem, <coughs> came out of nowhere and become superstars, if you like. And the difficulty probably is, and any player can be got if you uh, flash the cash, but the difficulty is that he loves Leeds, he's got a passion for Leeds in the way that Dan Byrne has for Newcastle United and always has had. So if, and they look as if they're going to get out of the, with the new manager and the results they get, and the players they've got, they look as if they're going to get out of the relegation thing. So he may well decide to stay and only be tempted to leave if a Champions League side comes in. Would he be willing to buy into Newcastle? You would hope so, because there is a, a terrific future at Newcastle and a greater than there is at Leeds. I would certainly like to see him, and he would be an improvement alongside... Um, alongside Bruno, there's absolutely no question about that. I mean, you can improve most positions. If if, if somebody says, what do we want in the summer, Steve? Uh, in general, not specifically, then you've got to say we need a centre-forward. Uh, you've got to say we need a centre-half because, you know, is Shaw going to be there? Do they need a backup? Who's We possibly need somebody to go alongside Byrne. We've certainly got to get a left-back. We've either got to sign target permanently or sign another left-back because we're short there. And you can't improve in the middle of the park to go alongside Bruno. So, and I think they'll get a goalkeeper. I think they'll get a goalkeeper, keep De Broderick and probably sell Dolo and Woodman. Um, but, but there's improvements to be made in the summer. Phillips is definitely an improvement if we could get him. Yeah, I would agree. I think goalkeeper is a priority as well. I think they need they need somebody who can, you know, be a good number two in competition to Dubravka. Dubravka needs competition. And if he gets injured, then we are, you know, we're up the creek without a paddle. Uh, yeah, they, they won't, they won't uh, stay with Darlow as the backup. And if I was Darlow, I'd be at the stage in my career, what, coming up third year, where I, I wouldn't want to do Steve, Steve Harper. And, 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 I mean, Steve Harper auto played so many more games 
football league games in his career than he did when he was back up to uh, Shea Given for so long. He might well have got an England cap if he'd been playing regularly and his loyalty cost him. Um, and I don't think Darlow ought to stick round. I don't think we would want him to stick round. Woodman showed so much promise playing for England at all the age group levels. I don't think he's going to make that major break to be the number one keeper at Newcastle. So I think you would sell Woodman, you would sell Darlow, and you would buy another keeper in. Yeah, I would agree. Roger Cook uh, says, John, if we were to sign Phillips, could that be an opportunity for Bruno to become more of an attacking midfielder? It probably could. His game is exactly what he does now, which is... I think it's wrong, and what it's, you know I said early on is much better than what it says on the tin, Steve, because what it says on the tin is that he's a defensive midfielder. I think that's almost an insult to him because he's got so much more than that. It's a wonderful thing that he's so good defensively because we don't think of Brazilians as defensive players. We think of them. But he his body strength is enormous. He gets body between man and ball and holds off. People, he can snap into a tackle, which is, is terrific to win the ball, but he's an all-round player because he can then get his head up, go forward. He's comfortable on the ball. He demands the ball and he can use it well. And yes, get better. We think we've got good midfielders at the moment because when he first come, we decided that the three guys that were in, Shelby, Willock and Joe Linton, he couldn't get a start. Very crafty, very good. He sat there, he saw the pace of the game, he had a look round. It didn't do many on. But now he's got to be the number one on the side, and it's what others can play with him. And let us be truthful, Shelby and Willick, for example, you can improve upon. They're decent, but you can improve upon them. There's no question about that. And Newcastle could well do that this summer. And Phillips alongside Bruno, I think, would be quite something and it would be the way Phillips was with Rice at England level with Declan Rice yeah uh, John says spot on John in the same way Woodgate made Bramble look respectable Bruno can bring the best out of media, mediocre colleagues yeah he is a different level is Bruno the, the new Rob Lee says Kevin uh, yeah I mean Rob Lee best pound for pound strike uh, midfielder we've ever signed for me uh, if not one of the best players we've ever signed David Knight says we need a top quality striker and a right winger but who will it be we wanted Diaz but unfortunately he's at Liverpool now uh, Jersey Mark says how many players do you guys expect to leave in the summer and how many players do you expect to come in? Um, it's a good question, isn't it, John? I mean, it the raw players going to go out. Kieran Clark, I think, will be gone. I think that's that's probably something yep. that's already close to completion anyway. I think there's Dwight Gale, of course, will be mm -hmm. gone. I think Fernandez will go. Um, I yep. still think there's question marks over maybe the you know the careers of uh, Paul Dummett at Newcastle now. Um, but yeah, it, it's. Sean they've got to think of Darlow will go, Woodman will go. There's a lot that actually have to go um, because they've been around for too long and they're not good enough. But as we said, it all depends on who they get in. You must get in first before you let go. It's yeah. no good getting rid of San Maximum and Almiron, for example, in the first month of the close season and say we can get better than that and then fail to do deals to get better than that then we've exposed ourselves badly you've got to hold on to them bring the new guys in 
and then let them let them go out. But I think there'll be a big turnover this summer. And that ought to be. That's not being harsh. That's being factual. In this world, if you stand still in football, you're actually going backwards. So you've you've got to keep improving. And we have got a lot of steps to make up on some other clubs. And it's got to start right now this summer. And if we need to top up the transfer pot, because these guys in charge of this club aren't going to be taken for a ride, they've proved that with the two centre-halves that wanted to come here um, and then didn't during January. They've proved it with the... Um, director of football with Brighton trying to wring them dry and they've said no no we're not that stupid and they're quite right it's offensive to think they've got powers of money they don't care about it just let them splash it out and everything's paid far too dear for so they're not going to do that so if we need to top up the pot that's already there people like some maximum is where you're going to top up your pot are you going to top up your pot with Miggy, for example? Well, you're going to get a, a few quid. And if you take that as being uh, a plus, then fine. But they're not going to get that 20 million or more back. I don't, I don't, that they paid for them. I don't think well, that would happen. Um, but whatever was raised was raised. But we, we have to be active in the summer. And what I used to hate, Steve, under Ashley was he only got active in the last fortnight of this of the summer can you remember nine times out of ten we went yeah. through the summer without a signing whatsoever and then you don't know who you can let go because you're waiting for who comes in let's be on the front foot in january we we're on the front foot straight away weren't we yeah with, with, with signings let's be on the front foot get deals done early in the window this business of scraping together right at the in the last few days and then taking a couple on loan is so frustrating and is so negative. We don't want to go down that route. No, rumours today were in for Jared Bone. It's in the Chronicle. Um, it's a story that the, the Chronicle are running. Moza says, uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, he's a centre-forward, Premier League proven. Is that, a, is that a, an improvement on what we've got? The West Ham boy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we almost got him, if you remember before, because Bushy fancied him, haven't had him at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and he got a narrow escape there, didn't he? he yeah. For Bushy. <laughs> I mean, will would he leave West Ham to come to us? It, it depends where West Ham end up. I mean, they've done terrific, haven't they? Uh, yeah. I mean, to come to us at this stage. Eventually, everybody would be wanting to come to us. But there again, you've got to say that we can't be negative about how attractive Newcastle are. Trippier was in England international, had played in a, in a final for England, had just won La Liga, and he come running to Newcastle. Bruno was a Brazilian international, and by the way, didn't the so-called big clubs that are in the championship miss a trick? Arsenal in, in particular, in the Champions League, or on the verge of the Champions League, Arsenal in particular were tracking Bruno in dithered, and we got him. What a bad move that was by Arteta, because this fella is real class. But if you can sign the likes of Trippier with his background and the likes of Bruno, you can get players right at the top and they will be willing to come because both bought in big time to the vision, not just of Eddie Howe, but of the board 
to where they want Newcastle to go. They're both into that big time, both of them. And that's good. Uh, Colin Wilson says, John Brightner apparently holding out for mega books. I think it's around about five million to allow the research Dan okay. Ashworth from Garden and Leaf. Will our owners bend and pay or will it uh, will they wait till October? I mean, I just don't see the point of paying for the guy when we can get him for nothing in October. And I don't think anything is anything is going to be a major issue, is it, John? No, I, I think what happened in an ideal world, Steve, we would like the guy to have been in so that after we play the last game at Burnley, we say, right, off we go with the guy in charge here and let's go and uh, do our business this summer. Um, it looks as if that might ha might not happen. You get the feeling with Brighton, they might be a little bit peeved at the fact that Dan Burns come up here and been sensational and now we've taken this guy and they might be a little bit uh, miffed by all that so they're digging their heels in. They can't keep him long term. He's resigned his own garden leave. He is leaving. It might be that Newcastle offer a couple of mil and eventually they say, crikey me, it's going to be a couple of mil or they're going to wait until the end. We may as well let them go now and have the couple of mil. But I think they're right to to, to not fall for, for this because the word goes round football, Steve. And we were seen as the richest club in the world when these come in. And if we weren't careful, we were going to make a word for our own back, weren't we? Where you put two notes on every fee for everybody that you want, whether it's a director, a footballer, manager or player. And, and that's a bad, bad route to go down. So, yeah, if they're not going to see the light and come to a compromise in a couple of months' time, let us wait. It doesn't mean that privately a fellow, while he's doing his garden, can't go on the phone and tell Newcastle who to go and sign and who he's looked at. Um, it doesn't matter that he's in the garden. He's still got a telephone, hasn't he, Steve? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> JJ says, do you, uh, he's asking me a question. Do you think the Gallagher expansion will cover the strawberry place like the Milburn walkway as it was going to be connected to the casino and hotel under Shepherd? 100%, mate. Listen, I think the, listen, I think it would be doing... They'll be looking at this now. I think that I don't think stadium expansion is something which will be a priority at this moment in time, but I think it's part of the grand plan. Um, a lot of it depends on planning permission and, and what they see. I mean, I heard a rumour yesterday, I was out with Steve Hasty, uh, we're out for Stu Penman's birthday after after we'd uh, done the show at the Marlborough Social Club, and we've heard that there is potential for what a, a, a group like a bar and restaurant situation, which is on... Um, just coming off Northumberland Street, down where the old Odeon used to be, the stack. Um, that is now being taken away from there. There's going to be new buildings being you know, put up and erected there in the next couple of years. But the, the talk is that the stack could get moved to um, behind the Gallagher for the time being on the car park, on the old car park. So that would be great, I think, having almost like this village of bars and restaurants right next to the ground. I think it would be great. Um, but yeah, I think there will be expansion. I think, I think the, the priority will be... The, the first team, because you have to put money in the first team, strengthening the under-23s, then obviously giving them a good training facility. So I think the training facility would be next. And this is only my opinion, not, not something I've heard. Then I think ground expansion. If the team's playing well and winning and competing, and dare I say it, you know, win that elusive trophy, you're going to need more seats. So I think that will be part of the plan. Um what the plan is and how they're going to do it, I'm not sure, JJ, but uh, we'll be interested. Uh, Colin says, we have two Brazilians on our side. What is the chance of bringing in a third? Coutinho. Now, that would be massive. I'd love to see Coutinho at St. James's Park. It's dreamland. 
I think the connection he's got with Gerard though is rather special, and I think it would it would take a, a monumental change of mind from his part to, to bring Coutinho here. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. They're so close; they're like Siamese twins. I mean, the the only hope we've got there is that they keep getting done like they were done uh, yesterday, Aston Villa four 0 at home. But by the way, that Spurs uh, who did us for five, uh, Song and Kane are on Song at the moment, aren't they? I mean, the massacred, uh, the massacred Villa, uh, and look, knocking bets for for fourth place now. So. Um, and that's the one major blip we've had defensively, isn't it? A nine-match unbeaten one. Then we lost two against Chelsea and Everton, but both were one nil. Then we, we fell back into the bad old days, conceding five with Spurs. But Song and Kane are special, aren't they? Uh, some people smiled at me when I said that they are prior to the, the game against Newcastle. They're as good as any partnership in the Premier League, including what you have at Liverpool and Man City. But when you see five against Newcastle and four against Villa, um, and you see Song scoring goals like that, and Kane, Kane looks like a, an absolute quality midfielder as well as a quality centre-forward, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. his ability on the ball and his long-range passing is absolutely superb. And at the moment, they're, they're a delight to watch. And they've got a manager who's wildly enthusiastic, gets a crowd going, the Spurs crowd love Conte, um, and that works great. But Coutinho, yeah, I, I would take him if he uh, if he fancies coming up here. It's nice on the time; he might enjoy so. And his his last night like Phoenix, um, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> especially Christmas when the window's on. <laughs> Darren says, "Have you seen the Leeds team dressing room photo from yesterday? Copycats, perhaps. Knowing how it promotes team spirit, yeah, I've, I have seen it, and they're definitely copying. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, we need to uh, spot on Gibbo says Simon uh, buy what we need before selling. Alan Thompson says, get Mitch on the case, John and Steve. Is he talking Philip recently out in the Middle East? Uh, ESAP, yeah, he did. Kevin Phillips, uh, Calvin Phillips, sorry, was out there and uh, did bump into Mitch. That's true. I don't think there's going to be wholesale changes. How I said many times, he likes this group, says Blue Ribbon Boy. Paul says, get shot of Almiron, just runs and there's no end product. If we could get Bowen in, I'd flog Maxi tomorrow because we need a decent striker against Wolves with pace. We would have beaten them by a few. Uh, Brian says, John uh, Gibbo certainly knows his football and the tune inside out. A brilliant chat. Thank you very much. And Paul says, Bone would be a high fee. I can see at least £70 million. But West Ham probably wouldn't want to sell him to us. And Roger says, we should wait until October. Steve Nixon is doing a great job with transfers. We never thought we'd hear Newcastle fans saying that after the, the original feeling around uh, Joe Linton. Uh, and Alan McMurty says, Bruno looks a level above most of our first team. Uh, Alan says, we've stood still for the last 14 years, John. We are due a clear out. Sorry, there is no sentimentality with me. Anthony also says, do you, and talking about the flags, could the stadium announcer mention to leave all the flags in the ground so nobody takes them home before the teams are announced? That would be perfect. Yeah, there's a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, keep taking the flags home. And I've got an inbox of one guy who's going, please, can you just let people know that I didn't know and I will bring it back. It's the first time I've been to the game, blah, blah, blah. So, you know. I, I, yeah, there's there's more flags around Tyneside than the Ukraine yeah. flags at the moment, isn't there? The, the, the war flags are disappearing at a rapid rate. Not, they are... They are brilliant. And yeah. did you see so, Amanda's husband with the with the flag? Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? it was absolutely, 
it was absolutely it was absolutely brilliant to see me and dad doing that actually and um, there we go uh, there there is the photograph of it that just shows you what a what a complete juxtaposition from owners of mike ashley who you know wasn't was hardly seen at the ground um yeah. or when he was he was holding a pint of lager and necking it in the director's box and and you know me and dad standing there wave, waving his flag proudly with a nice shirt club shirt and tie on that's what you want to see um, you know, so proud to, uh, but to, to they've been very good at that, Steve, haven't they? They've been yeah. very clever. They've got their finger on the pulse. They've used it, in my opinion, they've used the 18 months or however long it took, Steve, to get the thing past the Premier League to find out exactly, and you know this is true, mm -hmm. uh, to find out exactly what the mood is on Tyneside, yeah. what the the ordinary fan wants the sort of communication the, mm. the the cleverness the caring etc etc they found all that out and they've done it brilliantly and the attention to detail at newcastle at the moment with the owners doing the right things to help bond the situation and eddie howe doing the right things like you know is every player's wives names their kids mm -hmm. names when their birthdays are small 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 things but out of small acorns great uh, trees grow and that is happening with newcastle now. players love that because it, there's a caring element there and at the same time he's not just a softie he yeah. might look like Alan Jones and uh, on the on the telly, but he he's got a bit of steel inside him. And he said after the five-one against Spurs, no more this Mister Nice Guy. He, he told a few home truths, and that showed again in the way we pulled our socks up against Wolves. Not a pretty match, not a great display, but a great result. We would have lost that match sometime in the past. We won it this time. Yeah, Moza says, what about Bruno's mate? Paqueta is our third Brazilian. Uh, Roger says he can't wait for the window. Colin says, can Aston Villa afford Coutinho's wages? It could be a sticking point if Villa want to buy him. Also, I would imagine he talks to Bruno on a regular basis, so fingers crossed. Uh, Jordi Tuvalet, again, about Paqueta. Just says, Bruno's mate, Paqueta's quality and a proper number 10. He'll be cheaper than Phillips or any other English player. Derek says, Paqueta should be our third signing after Target and Lingard. So, yeah, Paqueta, again, I mean, I've watched him. He is quality, and I think that will be a great acquisition. And and sometimes going outside of the Premier League, uh, you get more bargains. You can get more bargains. I mean, we did right, Steve, in my humble opinion, in January to buy players with Premier League experience because they had to hit the ground running. Game after game after game was coming up, and we needed to survive. We signed somebody in May. They've got all the pre-season training, the pre-season matches to bond in. We needed players. And everybody outside of Bruno uh, had vast Premier League experience. Uh, Target and Dan Byrne. And even Trippier, when he was with Burnley and Spurs, he knew exactly what the Premier League was about. We needed that for a mid-season uh, um, window, not so much in the summer. Um, it's going to be exciting and I'm actually not only looking forward to it, but I, I actually look forward to going to matches now, Steve. The wonderful yeah. thing. I used to go to matches with trepidation. Yeah. You know, I had a black armband ready to slip onto the left <laughs> arm when we were worn down. And now I go there and I'm feeling 
quite elated. I'm looking forward to the banter before the game. I'm looking forward to the atmosphere and the war flags. And I'm looking forward to the chat at half time. Uh, it's good fun. It's what it used to be. And football is supposed to be entertainment, you know. And it's entertainment yeah. again, instead of being purgatory. We can't give it up. It's in our blood. Newcastle United is a cradle to grave situation. We can't give it up. It's inside us. But isn't it good to be, actually be able to enjoy it again? There's yeah, you, even when it's raining. You wore a black armband and I was the vicar. So uh, <laughs> we're yes, both doing that. Paul actually, Paul actually says, um, we'll finish with this, John. Just a quick prediction. It's um, it's something which doesn't concern us. It probably will in seasons to come. Uh, a result between City and Liverpool. But who do you see, who do you see winning the big game today? I, it, it's it's wonderful to be able. It's great because unless it's a draw, it's a decider, isn't it? This the the team that wins wins the title, um, mm -hmm. and I think both of them are a class above anything else in the Premier League. You think of Chelsea being third. Yes, they got six at Southampton yesterday, but they got done by Brentford at home, and they got done in uh, Real Madrid. Got done badly. Um, and then after that, we're down to Spurs and etc. etc. I've got a feeling that Manchester United won't lose today. I wouldn't mind Man City. seeing sorry, Man City. Oh, Manchester United will always lose. Yeah. Man City, yes. Uh, I've got a feeling they won't lose today. Um, I love Klopp in in I like Guardiola, but I love Klopp. He, he, he's entertaining and the front three's good and in a way, the Scousers are a little bit like us. So I've got an affection for perhaps Liverpool winning the title. But I've mm. got a feeling that it's going to be silly. Great stuff, John. As always, a pleasure. And um, as I'm having another week break uh, coming up, starting on Saturday, um, we will be recording this week John's dream team which i am really looking forward to so uh, that'll be coming up uh, in uh, two weeks time you'll be able to watch john's dream team uh, he's got some years to look back on as uh, as a fan and as a journalist so uh, prepare for some surprises i guess but uh, looking forward to doing that but you'll also be able to catch john live as always with his old pal supermac uh, back on thursday this week um, and we'll be chewing the fat and looking, ho uh, looking ahead to the leicester game but john have a good week mate speak to you soon and to you. God bless. Thanks a lot, Steve.